0: Welcome to Let's Talk Church. I'm Brian. And I'm
1: Matt. We're here to talk about all that is going on in the church world. In this podcast, we find blog posts, articles, and vicious rumors about the church world, and we talk about it.
0: All right, Matt, let's do it. Let's talk church. All right, Matt, you've... uh you've picked out an article for us this week, uh, from Christianity today. Uh, why don't you tell me about it? Well, this article is called Patron
1: Saints. Christians Turn to Patreon, Substack, and Kickstarter. As more evangelical figures embrace crowdfunding, is the format demanding too much
0: of them? Now that, uh, sounds like a lot of fun.
1: It does. It does. Because it, it brings up a lot of things about money and Christianity. Uh, let's say who the author was on this one, Maria Baer yep um she was the author here, and um I normally criticize you know some grammar or the fact they <laughs> talked about stuff that wasn't relevant, but I have no criticisms on this one actually yeah, I was gonna say
0: she she stayed right on on point I mean it, yeah. it helps that it's uh Christianity today, so it's you know a a a well known publisher. Not just a a blog that's that's out there. Uh, so there's editors and everybody else that's required to be involved in in making this happen. So yeah, yeah,
1: so. for sure. So this article basically, I'll give a brief summary, and y'all will always include a link to the article in the in the notes in the show notes here. Um, so basically, it starts off talking about uh, Bethany Dillon. A uh, well-known uh, worship singer who kind of um, got popular for a little while, you know, right out of high school, did the music thing, the Christian music thing, won some Dove Awards and stuff, or was nominated, I think. Right. Um, hey, she was on a Wow CD, so yeah. you know she was something special, okay? Uh, then she married Shane Bernard of Shane and Shane. Uh, so, you know, all about the Christian music scene, uh, modern worship music and stuff. But then she stayed at home for a little while. She stayed at home, helped raise a family. Oh, it says four kids later. She really raised a family. And um, then she decided to get back in the music scene, but instead of going the traditional route through uh, signing up with a label and publishers and all that, she launched this Kickstarter campaign.
0: So, and uh, go ahead. I was going to say, let me stop you there. What What is Kickstarter? haven't we
1: ever tried to launch a kickstarter campaign
0: well, of course you and i have but we, okay. we need to make sure our listeners are are well aware of oh, what exactly yes. kickstarter is you know it's not just like, me and you talking anymore i was <laughs> like
1: Brian, i'm pretty sure we've tried to do a kickstarter before buddy yeah yeah <laughs> uh so kickstarter is what they call crowdfunding it's a website where you can go on and you can post and you can say hey i want to do this like in her case she can say hey I'm Bethany Dillon and I want to put, I want to do a new album. Here's some things I want to put in my new album and, uh, I need some help getting that together. Um, so if you'll support me, you know, give some donations of this and this, and there's often prizes associated with it. So, you know, I'm making this up, but it could be $5 just to say, Hey, I support you. Here's five bucks, 20 bucks. Hey, I support you. Um, and for 20 bucks, they'll send you, you know, one of the first CDs that get, could come out? Right, or maybe right. a digital download or something. You often, you know, do prizes and things. A lot of things have been started on Kickstarter. Um, as a matter of fact, later in the article they mentioned Carmen. Do you remember Carmen? I do remember Carmen. Yep. Oh, Carmen was was thebombdiggity dot com. Okay. <laughs> um, his last album. He he was well known in Christian music, uh, well through the eighties and the nineties. Um, did some, at the time, really different stuff for the Christian music scene. Right. But he has also the distinction of one of the largest Kickstarter campaigns ever. He raised over half a million dollars for his last album. And it's not just for music albums. Um, technology things have come out on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think what some famous technology came out on Kickstarter. I can't remember at the moment.
0: And it's it's been there's been everything on Kickstarter and all the others that are, uh, was it like crowdsource or whatever the name of it is, like different programs and apps and books and music and, um, yeah, a lot of things it,
1: where creators can come together, creators, inventors, right. And they need funding and rather than go in the traditional way of going through banks or big venture capital firms or what have you. Um, they can go on Kickstarter and get funded by the people. Right. So, uh, they talk about that. They talk about how some other, uh, people in the, in the, in the Christian world, some, uh, preachers and some podcasters, Mm -hmm. um, are supported by Patreon. Why don't you tell us what Patreon is? Since I had to describe Kickstarter, you can describe Patreon.
0: Right. Uh, well, before, before we do that, since you mentioned podcasters, this is not our episode where we're announcing a request for money. Um, uh, this just happened to be the article we picked for the week. Uh, Oh, oh and let, let's just tell them we don't really expect
1: to make any money off. Of this Right.
0: Podcast. We're uh, doing
1: this for lots of fun, but we've yet to figure out any way we can make a living. Now, if we thought we could, we might try, but we, we really
0: don't figure this make any money. We're just hoping y'all enjoy and listen. Yep. Uh, Patreon, uh, is a, it's a membership platform where basically you go and you subscribe to a creator. Right, a content creator of podcasts of music, of YouTube, of whatever. Um, and you you basically pay them directly, you're paying for um access to that person, right? Uh they'll do um I think this article goes into LeCrae. You know, he did a uh a, a five dollar a month Patreon where he had an extra podcast that he would do every month that was just for the Patreon supporters. Um, or for different prices, you know, different things. Like he had a Zoom meeting once a month, um, things like that, that you get from Patreon. But it's a monthly uh, subscription, basically, um, that gets you all these different perks, rather than paying for a product with like Kickstarter, where it's a one-time fee.
1: And some some people who sign up for Patreon and get supporters to go on Patreon and support them, offer perks, but not everybody does. It's not always necessarily perks. Sometimes right. it's just, "Hey, here's 5 bucks a month to help you with your project." Yep. Um it's, you know, some people would say, "Hey, that's kind of like, you know, giving to the giving your tithe to the church or supporting a preacher." Uh planting your faith seed.
0: You know? Uh- <laughs> Using some some fun terminology there, Matt. Fun uh,
1: terminology.
0: Yeah, faith seeds and, and all those. That uh, sounds like you're getting towards the the prosperity gospel kind of stuff. Is that what is that what's going on here?
1: Well, that's the problem, right? So the question becomes, and this is what the article is trying to ask: At what point is this is this just ministry? And often in ministry, you're supported by a patron or by the membership who ties. And at what point do we go past that where we're just selling in the, in the church house and we need the tables turned over. Right. You know, and I, and like a lot of things, I think there's a fine line. Um, you mentioned Lecrae, he's getting a lot of, uh, attention today because earlier today he posted on Facebook, a video of Billy Graham preaching back in the day. And Billy Graham was talking about there was no such thing as a white Jesus and that uh, Jesus came for everybody, not just the white man. And Lecrae added to that video pictures of him making faces as Billy Graham was preaching. And then he doesn't comment there because Lecrae is famous for being on the fence. Right. He he, he really wants to or he acts like he's going to post about something important and talk about what's happening in the country and all this, because he's trying to garner uh, attention, but then he don't claim one side or the other. Um, and in the process, he gets more subscribers, mm-hmm. so more people join his Patreon, and more people like his posts. You see where that goes? Yep. And that can be a problem. in, in, uh-huh. in When you're a leader in, in the Christian world, that can be a problem that uh, you start playing towards what gets attention. Right. I mean, what do you think, Brian? Uh, Yeah.
0: I I, I think you, you bring up a good point of uh, there, there has to be a line, you know, in which we're understanding that we're not playing for the attention Right, not playing for the dollars, right, but rather doing it for Christ. Um, the The article points out that uh, uh, Christians her a, a direct quote Christians were in the the direct funding game long before there were websites. Um, in Roman society, wealthy patrons supported poets. Or wealthy patrons supported poets, philosophers, merchants, and artisans and the framework carried over into the church. You know, Paul used um the terminology from that uh patron um that patronage system within ancient Rome when he was talking about uh, the church, right? He was talking about uh, grace and faith, you know, the the words that he used, charis and, and pistis come from the patronage system. Right? I I think uh, I shared that book um with you uh is it mis- misreading scripture with western eyes um uh, several months back and that's one of the things that he gets into the language there that um paul used this terminology right uh, the church was all about sharing and giving and, and building each other up um, and we can see in acts that um the church sold everything they had, or the people of the church sold everything they had and gave it to the church so that the church could thrive and, and do far more. Um, but it, at some point, and again, we can look at Acts and we can see, at some point, the line becomes becomes blurred, right? And the, and the money becomes the focus, uh, which is what happened with Ananias and Sapphira. Right. They they chose money over uh doing what was right and and they died for it. Um not saying that you know people who go on Patreon today and try and get money are gonna die for it, right? That's that's not not what I'm suggesting at all. But I do wonder how much of it is them just using it as a another income source.
1: Well, and you know, especially in the case of the artists, the, 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 the music folks,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, when they go through these record labels and stuff, they often don't get a lot of money. Now, in the case of Lecrae, he owns the record label. Right. Um, I don't know that he always owned his own record label. I don't, I don't know that he, if he started that way or not, but there's another Christian rapper that I listen to a lot. KJ 52 hmm. And, he, for a while, was fairly popular in the Christian world, yeah, which is different than being popular in the secular world, right? <laughs> right? And he's a pastor. he he um he serves as uh, some somehow a pastor on staff at a church in Florida where he's from. but he also still raps. And he doesn't maybe get as much attention as he used to back in the day. I mean, he's like forty now, right? Right, A uh, 40-year-old white guy who's a rapper isn't as popular, although he's incredibly talented. But mm-hmm. the last couple of years, he has used stuff like Kickstarter. I don't think he's used Patreon, but I know he's used Kickstarter and even just his own website and platform is on social media to, to do a couple of albums, do collaborations with people. Some of the cool stuff he's done is as part of his rewards as you get to be on his album. Oh, uh, wow, yeah. And so he's not making just a killing off that. He makes a little bit off this and a little bit off that one. He's making a living off of it, but he's not getting super rich. Right. Right. I don't know. And, and and I don't know if that's the limit either. I, I see him post a lot. So I think he's fairly humble about it, but I don't know the guy personally. Right. I did meet him once, but that's another story. (laughs) Um, but, but on the other hand, um, I don't think it is evil per se to collect a lot of money. Carmen collecting half a million dollars isn't necessarily a bad thing. But when we talk about lots of money, we got to talk about buying a jet, right? When we talk right. about preachers and wanting lots of money. We got to talk about the preacher who said God told him he needed a new jet. Right. Or he needed a new airplane. And he needed a new airplane so he could take God's word around the world. Well, a lot of people hear something like that and they think, what about all the hungry people here? Yeah, this is always going to be a controversy like so much stuff in, uh, in this walk with the Lord, that the, as Christians we're going through, a lot of it is about intentions and focusing on Jesus first and ourselves last. If we mm-hmm. can do that, these things aren't bad things. Um, but if we can't do that, these, like so many others will be soul
0: destroying things. Right. Yep. So the, the the author, you know, here kind of gets into much of this this crowdfunding. Um, n- not all of it, but a, a good good chunk of it is really only supplementary income, right? It's there's, she talks about one um, one lady that's you know she's making like three hundred bucks a month. From her Patreon subscribers, yeah. You know, so it's just extra, extra gas money, extra, a, extra babysitter money. Um, is it is it worth putting all of the effort into making a campaign and doing all of the the extra work for that little little bit of cash?
1: Well, you got to remember what you're getting out of it is not just the cash. And that's the thing, right? What We just talked about earlier about why we're doing this podcast. We're getting no cash out of this podcast, right? but we're putting work into making it because we feel like we have something to say and we want to share that with other people, right? Mm -hmm. If we could be some help to somebody, then it's worth it. And I I think that's what those who have the right mind about this sort of thing would would think.
0: Right. So, what what problems can come out of this for uh, the church, universal, um, and even just for the individuals that decide to to go this kind of route?
1: Well, obviously you could you could get to doing the ridiculous to get money. it right. gives you a, a pathway to make money, potentially get off from your message. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be more uh, Effective if you were off of your message The example I was using earlier About Lecrae in the video he posted today He's not replied to that video And he made the video in t- intentionally That vague. you know, it's like Why is he making these faces? Does he agree With Billy Graham? Does he disagree? Well, he's not going to say because he wants right. The clicks from the people who agree and the people That disagree. He's not trying to sway People one way or the other. He just Wants the attention. Right. And that, that I think is sad, and that's going the wrong way. That's just doing things to be seen. That reminds me of Simon the Sorcerer.
0: Yes. Uh, yep. That's that's a good good analogy or good connection there. Um. Simon was, was. Go ahead. Say, I was gonna say Simon was the one um, in Acts. Who decided to to follow peter and uh, was it Peter and John that were together still at that point um, they were they were out baptizing and laying hands on people and people were receiving the Holy Spirit and Simon came up to them and and offered to to pay them so that he too could have that power so that then he could go off and charge people to give them the Holy Spirit. He was he was looking at it for the pride and the, uh, the puffed up. I don't know what what noun you would use for the puffed up mentality that would come from that. But uh, is that is that the case that you were thinking of?
1: Oh, exactly, exactly. And I think sometimes we look at preachers that way. But you know, Simon, it's funny because he asked to pay for that, and there's not enough silver and gold yeah. in the world. <laughs> to pay and get those spirits, that spiritual gift. But yet if he had earnestly seeked it, seeked it out for seeked it out, he would have been granted it for free. Right. Um, but he wanted it for the wrong reasons. Um, and that's the same thing here. This can be such a good thing, but you can let it deceive you and take you into the wrong reasons to collect money. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, And we've had this problem. You know, she just said, you know, that this was, They've been the direct funding game long before websites. That's true. I've had this problem right. a long time ago. Look over in the Old Testament, and you'll see examples where you know the priest, the 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 were were to be given uh, a certain percentage of the harvest and a percentage of things. Right. And that's right. how they they lived, and they were serving God and serving the church there. Um, but there were priests who took advantage of that, mm-hmm. who were dishonest. Um to this day we have preachers who are dishonest and things in all denominations and stuff. Right. Um, you know it's it's a big temptation and I think this just amplifies that temptation. Would I say people should stay away from it? Not necessarily, but like a lot of things, you gotta have a you gotta have some wisdom about it.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I don't I don't think it's necessarily something to to steer away from. um, I I don't necessarily think that I would say it needs to be your first choice um, or even your third or fourth choice. I'm sure that there are um, better, better ways to go about it. You know, our, our friend Alan, um, he, he works with the, uh, the FCA, the fellowship of Christian athletes in South Arkansas. And Whenever he signed up with them, um, he spent the first three months or so just visiting with churches and explaining, this is what this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to make a difference for, for these kids' lives um, and and collected direct funding that way, right. He was, he was not reaching out to people in you know Florida right. To support students in South Arkansas, he was going to churches that are in South Arkansas that are going to be working with these kids outside of church to support him so that he could work with them inside the school. Um, I think that in my opinion, that's, that's the best way to go about finding direct funding for something. Um, I would never be good at it because I'm not good at going and asking people for money, but, um, I, I, I find it difficult, you know, I mean, unless, unless you're talking about something that's national, like, um, what's her name? Bethany Dillon. Uh, sorry, I don't do the whole CCM stuff. So I, I don't know who she is. Um, you know, I mean, if you're doing something at a national or global scale that, that everyone knows your name, you know, maybe, but I—I uh, don't know. It's there's there's a lot of danger that comes with it.
1: Well, you know, I've come from a church that was supported that way. That we would go and talk to other churches who would agree to support our mission. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you. I remember a long time ago, I was in this church in what was considered the ghetto in our community in this <laughs> poor neighborhood. And the church right outside this neighborhood that was more considered the country church and really didn't look too real kindly when folks from our neighborhood went to their church, even though it was real close. Yet, when they decided to go do a mission trip to Haiti, they got themselves a food truck, drug it off into our neighborhood, and started selling hot dogs to our kids. Right. And it just offended me. Like, I'm just, that they would pull money from our neighborhood to go to Haiti. Right. Right. Um and that and yet they did nothing in our neighborhood. They actively had chosen at that time to not do ministry in our neighborhood that was mere blocks from them. Yet they would come and sell to our children and go to Haiti with that money. It just it just just infuriated me. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and I'm not no. naming names because that was a long time ago and the churches okay. have changed and such. But. Man, I remember just being so upset about that. And I know other people in our community were too. People seen that. Mm -hmm. And it just made the rift even larger there. So yeah, funding can be a very uh, weird thing. I'll tell you another quick story, although we're definitely going over our time here, is um, back when I was a youth minister, I put on this big thing because it was, I, I don't know, I thought it was the thing you should do. Put on a music festival for... Uh, my youth, but also youth at other churches around, had a bunch of kids there, had a bunch of bands there, Um, had a great time. It was a big thing. And this doctor in town just stops by and randomly comes and hands me a check. And he says, he didn't go to our church. His parents had a house over beside the church, but they had passed away several years ago. And he just, went over there every so often to check on the house and make sure everything was fine. And he happened to come by that Saturday and seen, we was doing this festival outside and he came by, He wanted to know what was going on. And I told him what we were doing and why we were doing it. And, uh, we were sharing the word with all these, these teenagers and stuff. And he stood around for a few minutes and everything. And like I said, then he handed me a check and Mm -hmm. he told me he handed me this check because he wanted to support, that we were doing something in that neighborhood the neighborhood he grew up in you know right he wanted to he wanted to support things like that i think that's a good way to raise money and that check was very helpful cuz most all that stuff that was paid for came out of my pocket
0: yep <laughs> I, yeah i i tried something similar um you know back when i was doing the youth pastor thing as well yeah it it didn't go over quite so smoothly but uh i was at a church that most everyone in town thought was dead anyway. So it's hard to do, hard to do much. I get uh, that. I get yeah. that.
1: Our church at the time was on an uptick, a major uptick. Right. We had no money, even though we had people coming. Most of the people that attended our church were on disability and did not have money to give. Uh That check he gave me was more than the income of most of the people in our church. Mm-hmm. Um. And I understand and things didn't go perfect. I always tell the positive side of a story. Half the bands didn't show up that day. Um, half our electricity didn't work and we had to go <laughs> run out of cable from the neighbor's house over there for the other part of the electricity for the stage. The the stage. We were supposed to get this tractor trailer for a stage, but what we got was a tractors a tractor trailer, not a not a, a trailer plastic. you pull a tractor on. Right. And it was kind of dangerous, so we had to go borrow some plywood to put on top of it. And um <laughs> it was it was an adventure. Yeah. Uh but I believe the Lord blessed that day anyway. And uh I did get to share Jesus with quite a few youth that day, and uh a few people made decisions that day. So That's good. I counted it as a counted it as a win in the end, you know? Right. Nice. Uh, I miss I miss those days. But anyways, I think we've about talked through this uh subject here. you got any last words for us, Brian?
0: man i think uh I think we've we've really hit hit it several times that you know it's not necessarily money that's the problem you know it's our our love for it, our desire to get more of it um and our our choices to make that happen that become a a pretty major problem and and what we do with it and why. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's, it's a bad idea to crowdfund. I don't think it's the best idea, but if it's what you got, it's what you got. Right. It's true. The Lord blesses in many mysterious ways. That he does. Well, guys, thank you all for, uh, for joining us once again. Um, Matt, do you want to, you want to plug your podcast? Oh yes.
1: Yes. I started a new podcast. What is the name of my podcast?
0: Oh, something about thankfulness and gratefulness.
1: Oh yes. Yes. So, Hey, I started a new podcast myself called stories of thankfulness. There you go. It's in the middle of being published right now. Hey, this podcast just made it on the Google podcast today. So we're celebrating for that. Um, Apple podcast next, hopefully. Um, but yeah, my podcast is stories of thankfulness. Um, It's not yet on Google or Apple, but it will be soon. So maybe by the time you listen to this, it will be. And you can search wherever you listen to
0: podcasts the most. Awesome.